Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. You've stumbled across another two cats in a swivel chair. I'm Durs, and this is another active expression. I had an interesting two moments. Two that I keep thinking about. One was at work. It was a little bit busy, not too busy. But a woman comes in. There's two adult menus on the table. She's the only one there. She orders chicken tenders with fries. Two waters. Child shows up, eats the tenders, wants a Sprite. And then finally cash her out. And a few minutes later she comes in and she has this sort of confused look on her face. I go up to her, say, what's going on? And in this odd sort of hintful way with this expectation that I would give her what she wanted told me that she was charged for grown-up chicken tenders. I said, yeah, um, you ordered chicken tenders. She's like, well, I, I always come here and I, I always get kid chicken tenders. I didn't even know you had grown-up chicken tenders. I was like, okay. I'm like, I, but you ordered chicken tenders, so I got you chicken tenders. Like, your daughter wasn't even here. I didn't know. I'm like, and she, she ate them. Like, she's like, well, yeah, but I didn't know you had chicken tenders or kid chicken tenders. And it was just kind of this, like, odd back and forth moment where I didn't want to give her like, I had already run the cards. So in order to, like, fix this problem, I'm going to have to get a manager, redo everything, how you do it. It's a hassle. It's busy as fuck. We're understaffed. And she also wanted a box to take the rest home. Like, you want all of the chicken tenders. Like, you want to take it all home. You ordered it. You let your daughter sit. Like, I don't understand. So... Like, an extra five bucks, I get it. But, uh, like, take the loss. You ordered chicken tenders. You yourself ordered chicken tenders. You didn't say anything about my kids coming. Like, as far as I know, two ladies were meeting for dinner. Like, nothing was said to me about a child. There was no child's menu on the table. And you, as an adult, ordered chicken tenders. And now you want to take the rest home. So just pay for the full order of chicken tenders. I don't understand what the actual problem is. Like, are you that strapped with cash that you just don't want to pay the five bucks? Or is this a principle of the matter situation for you? I don't fucking know. I honestly just like, if she had said something before I ran the card cool but she didn't even look at who why do people look at the bill after they pay I don't understand that (sighs) anyways I keep thinking about it because I feel like so (laughs) I feel like I could have handled it differently or I wish I would have handled it differently well after that happens I just I was like you know what fine and so, well, she asked for the box. She asked for the box, and I was like, so you want to take them all home? Kind of like also insinuating you're going to eat all of it. You might as well pay for all of it type of thing. And she was like, well, I guess it doesn't matter. She's like, but I just, I didn't know you had chicken tenders. I was like, okay, fine. Like, I, I got it. I will handle it for you. Don't worry about it. I'll take however it 
can't, I don't even think it's five bucks. It's probably three bucks. You know what? I have a fucking menu here. Uh, I don't have a kid's menu. Grown up goddamn chicken tenders. Where the fuck are you? Grown up. 15 bucks? That's pretty fucking expensive. (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) Oh, shit. Oh. Yeah, I think that's actually, you know what? I thought it was eight bucks because I think the difference was eight bucks now that I'm thinking about it. But this is what I'm talking about. Like, there's definitely a way I could have handled that situation that wasn't so obtrusive and slightly stressful. (sighs) I had to go to the manager on duty, who happens to be my friend that I've worked with before at another job, But it's just, it was also one of those situations where it's like, we're understaffed already. He's super busy because he's bartending while also being general manager. And everyone's running around crazy. I'm just like, in my head, I was like over five bucks. Clearly, okay, eight bucks. Eight bucks. I'll give it to you. Oh, let's include whatever tax. Let's just go nine. That's a good bit of money. Okay, I get it. And so, at this point, I'm sort of flustered. I've already been cut. And uh, I thought about this the other night, too. Part of the problem is is that I started counting the money I wasn't making. (sighs) There's a few rules. So, let's just sidebar for a second. When it comes to waiting tables, for me, there's a few rules, right? One, and in no specific order, they all rank in importance. Level playing field. One, full hands in, full hands out. I don't give a fuck if it's your shit or not. Just if it's first in the line and you have empty hands, fucking take it. When you're coming back to the kitchen and you have empty hands, you just better not have empty hands. At least make a loop, see what you can grab, and dispose of it however it's supposed to be disposed of. Okay? One, this saves so much fucking time for everybody if everybody did it. It, you have no idea. It makes every single guest experience that much more pleasurable it gets tables in and out quicker you make more money just the whole nine yards just do it right go just do it second thing is in no particular order test test Second, don't count the money you're not making. Don't compare how much money you're making to everybody else or how much money you think you've made to how much you think everybody else is making. Don't start counting other people's money. Count yours and yours only. That's it. And I don't, I'm sure there's a third rule that would come to mind later on. Anyways. That was part of the problems. I started counting the money I wasn't making. And my energy was just kind of shifting. I was already cut. I was running food. That's the problems. I was making two bucks an hour while I was running food for everybody else and kind of clearing tables for everybody else. And like, eh, not a big deal. But it's just like, that's where my head was at. That's where it went. That's part of the problem. But anyways, I wanted... I. It, the manager took care of it and he said he he was going to go out there and talk to her and try to make the situation where I got tipped really well. Now, I knew that he could do it and I knew he would do that. I also knew it was going to... I was going to say not an under, necessarily an understanding situation, but... Once, as soon as I thought about that, it was an understanding situation, but 
I knew it would be an intense situation and the lady ended up crying. And I don't know exactly, he's, I do know he told me. He went out there and I always pick things from people I admire that I want to learn, like skills, the different nuances or, you know, the things that make you excited or the things you find interesting or the things that you revere in other people, why you like somebody else. I try to learn from that and adapt that into my being or into my whatever you want to call it. And Joey is very, very good at, I just said his name. Joey is very good. He's a savant at being open and honest with people in a way that is so, it's so honest. They don't have any option except to be honest themselves. And it's, it's not even, it's when I, it's truthful, it's honest, it's pure. Like there's no coddling. There's no sense of, Oh, trying to say it in a way that is, and, and it's not about offending them, but it's just when he, he expresses his thoughts and the feelings and maintains the space for what the other person is thinking and feeling all at the same time. And that's what I admire. And he went out to this lady and just immediately knew, saw that she was about to kind of just start saying what she was going to say. And knowing what he knew about my interaction, which was quite minimal, I think, because in the moment I wasn't really able to express truly what how I felt about what was going on. I told him what happened in the interaction and he understood what that meant. But I don't feel that I adequately expressed to him like kind of really what went down. So I felt like I might have portrayed her as more of a bitch than she actually was. Not to say that she is a bitch, but the interaction caused me to take... I took her approach as being bitchy. And I felt like that's might have that I expressed that I did. I expressed that to Joey a little bit. And so he went out there with this side of the story and in a really eloquent way, he told her before you say anything, just know I've known Troy for five years and he's one of the kindest people I know. So just know that like, whatever it was that he's not coming at you and you're not coming at him, that we're understaffed and he's running around and it's just another, it's just another transaction. It's like, there's no sense of like getting to know the situation because it's so like, we're just running around and she's there to relax you know, and it's just kind of like, that is what it is. And now that I'm talking it out, I'm starting to realize that Joey, Joey saw the situation from a different space of awareness than either of us. He was above both of the feelings We came at each other in the same way. I was a bitch. I was the one being a bitch. Goddamn son. Hmm. 
And it's so interesting because he was like, she started crying. You should go out there and talk to her and give her a hug. And I went out there and talked to her. But you know what? And I think this is why I've been thinking about it. I still did not express how I felt to her. The way that I... In the most clarifying way. It's like I wasn't aware enough in that moment to hold space for what I was feeling and acknowledge that she quite possibly could be going through some shit too. And I think Joey recognized both of those occurrences and read the situation for exactly what it was. Hmm. So the moral of that story, you know what? Not just remind myself to be more understanding of the fact that other people are having shit days too. But also, how can I work on expressing how I'm actually feeling more in the moment? To actually feel it. To actually feel whatever the fuck it is that I'm feeling. And in that moment, I think it was frustration. It was annoyance. It was... Just, yeah, frustration and annoyance. I wonder if this is why I find myself in situations where I don't know what I'm feeling. When I go through a moment like that and I don't fully feel it and I don't express it and I sort of, and it might just be a subconscious habit that I'm trying to recognize, but I sort of block the feelings and I become this rational, like, and then I move into an old space that I remember where I didn't let myself feel and I maintained this rational, logical expression that was void of feeling and expressing from my heart in any way. (sighs) Yeah. And that's the goal for me. I want to be able to feel all the little moments in between all the moments and fully express that. That's exactly what Joey did. Joey... I love Joey. Joey's one of the most amazing human beings I've ever met. And the way he expresses himself and the way that he carries himself and the way that he doesn't back down from those emotionally intense moments. It's pretty awesome. And I want to be able to do that. I think it's super fucking healthy. And this, I mean, I think there's another thing, a Bruin, and I struggle with talking about it on here. Because I create, I say to myself, it's, it's, it's a fair thing to have a conversation with an individual first before I talk about it on here but I went to have the conversation this past weekend and didn't work out wasn't able to have it could have but I just felt the timing was right because of what was going on just didn't feel right didn't feel fair 
I guess that could have been part of it too. So the second situation that keeps coming to mind today I had a texting conversation with my buddy who I love dearly. We don't live close to each other. But it goes along with apologizing for what I say or worrying that I'm going to offend somebody. And I had a moment where I said something to him and I immediately felt that way and there's been no response. And I've been thinking about it all day off and on and there was initial reaction where I wanted to almost recant a little bit and apologize, but I left it to sit on it and later realized that I don't want to recant it, that I meant it. I meant what I said. I meant the question that I posed to him. And it wasn't for spite. I love him. And is my boy. Like, we've known each other for a very long time. And he's struggling. And I get it. Because I struggle. Granted, not to compare, but like, he's going through it. Right? Like, people have their times and seasons and, you know... I've been way fucking worse off than I am now. I feel relatively good now. I say relatively like I'm afraid to feel good. I feel good right now. Right? I feel clear-headed. I'm enjoying where I'm at. So he's struggling and... I... get to a point. I feel... I feel like I'm too harsh. I feel like I say too much, but I I don't think, I think those are just me looking for excuses to not say the things that I actually feel. And sometimes I think that I come across as almost fuck you in a way but the simple truth is that I am in this space I am having these thoughts I am doing these things that are honestly changing my energy up abruptly and I'm becoming more focused on different things. I'm starting to hold different things more important than other things. I can't exactly tell you why, but I keep having this thought that there's a difference between caring and giving a fuck. And I only have so many fucks to give. And you can care. You can still care while not giving a fuck. And my initial reaction to that is that doesn't make any fucking sense, but it does. And so I said my words and I haven't had a response. But I don't want to apologize for it. I meant what I said. And I guess part of that is kind of this realization that if we lived close together, I don't think we would be hanging out. As much as I love him and as much as like he's my friend and I care about him. 
I can't entertain. I'm not interested in entertaining that energy. And I'm here for him. I would do anything for him. But I only have so much space for the shit that I need to take care of for my own shit. And that brought me to this thought of, like, I keep seeing these analogies. You know, it's when you start looking, thinking about things, that's what starts coming to you. So there's these all these different ideas about how you are as a successful person and what makes a successful person. And then, you know, they talk about the king of the jungle and why is the lion the king of the jungle if he's not the biggest or the smartest or the fastest. And it's like, it's mindset. It's his mindset. It's how he thinks. And how you think determines how you act. And, you know, to conquer your life, to make something of yourself, to make something of myself, I believe I have to completely turn into a different person. And I saw this little meme. I've been doing a lot of fucking Instagram shit lately. Just kind of looking up motivational things. I cater or am geared more towards the money side of it, business side of it. And so... At this point, I'm looking for motivation to get out of debt. I'm looking for ways to get out of debt. I'm looking for opportunities. I'm looking for ideas and creativity, different ways I can make passive income. Just this this is what I'm thinking about. This is where I'm going. This is what I want to do. I'm so over being where I'm been and and being in debt and being locked into this cycle of bullshit because life happens and it's just how it happens you can't control the fact that somebody's gonna bust your fucking window and you're gonna have to pay 300 fucking bucks and insurance is not gonna cover it because your deductible is 500 you can't you can't control the fact that you can't, I could, I just didn't fucking know in that moment that I couldn't park in the goddamn parking space 20 feet from the fucking chicken shop door and got a fucking boot on your car and made negative $2. You can't control those things. But what you can control is the way you think about those things and how you take those things and transmute that energy that's created from those interactions. I could get pissed off and be woe is me and like, oh my God, but I'm not. I don't want to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to try to make a fucking joke out of it because I don't want to be pissed about it. I'm okay. Actually, I am pissed about it, but I don't want to be, what's the word, where, uh, fuck. I don't want to be so engrossed by it that it just takes me down. I don't want to be brought down by that shit. I'm trying to build myself up build that fucking energy i was tired as fuck today i took a little nap i don't know why i was so tired i actually do know why i was tired i was tired because i hadn't eaten a burger all week and i need at least one burger every week with collard greens because when you eat dark greens with meat it helps synthesize the iron and the vitamin c that both those that the greens and the meat has and then your body can digest it better I learned that a while ago. That's an aside. You're welcome. <sighs> so yeah, I'm on this goddamn mission. And it's like every single day I'm feeling more and more tenacious about it. And I find myself starting to not give a fuck about things that keep me from doing that. And if an energy comes in that like... Look, it's not like he came to me and I said, no, I can't do this. He's come to me on several different occasions, several different occasions with the same thing, saying how he's just, it's getting worse and he can't do this. And at some point, you have to do something. If you don't want to, that's fine. 
tell me. And maybe that was the kicker today because I, he said, yeah, I always get angry about this situation and I'm not going to talk about his personal shit, but beyond just the generalities of it. But, you know, he says, you always get angry about this. I said, well, life can be easier, you know, right? Like, forgive yourself, man. Like, we got to forgive ourselves for shit that happened long fucking, like a long fucking time ago. You can't, you can't carry that around with you and expect to move forward. You can't hang on to the past and move forward. You gotta let go of it. And that's a really hard fucking thing to do. I get it. I've been there. I don't, I, I can't, I can't explain to you how to do that. How to forgive your childhood self for being a little fucking jack off. I, like, I don't even, I don't, I don't know if I can explain to you how I did it. It's just the sense that I wanted to and I tried and I moved forward and changed the the way you think about it. And this is what this is all fucking about. This is why I'm doing this shit. So I can change the way I think about fucking life and reality. That's the whole idea behind making fucking money right now is to change my mindset and make that fucking money. You want to know why I want to make goddamn money? Because I want to buy the fucking high-rise condo. I want to go to goddamn Switzerland snowboard. I want to be able to donate thousands of fucking dollars. I want to be able to donate a million fucking dollars to my favorite organization. I want to be able to fucking do all this shit. I want to have fun investing in ideas and businesses that I feel and connected to and that I that I enjoy or that I think can help the planet like I want to I want to play with ideas that can change the fucking world and I want to fucking play on the like I want to play with the big fucking boys and fuck all this like little piddly shit I'm tired of living in goddamn little shit apartments i don't want to say shitty they're not shitty i love my space it's a cute space but you want to know something i want a bigger fucking space i want a high-rise space i want to experience living on the 32nd fucking floor and i can wake up in the morning and look for miles in atlanta because i fucking love atlanta and then after i do that you want to know something i want to be able to rent out that fucking condo and then i want to build a dope-ass little earthen eco-friendly airbnb off in the little woods somewhere outside of atlanta and experience that for a minute and then just rent that out and then buy some fucking cabin on a goddamn mountain in jackson hole wyoming so i can go snowboarding every fucking winter at the same time Creating businesses. I want to own a fucking restaurant. I want to be able to use money however the fuck I want to use it. And I want to be able to use it to change the fucking world. You got to start somewhere. And you want to know something? I've got to create that energy. I've got to get in that headspace. It's not like one day I'm just going to wake up and be like, oh yeah, I'm there now. It's not how it works. I gotta fucking get that. I gotta move forward. I gotta make this shit happen. I gotta create the opportunities for myself. Because the world just fucking happens, clearly. Life rolls. The universe expands. Everything spins back around on itself. And that's fucking crazy. And it doesn't stop. Sometimes you have to fork out 300 fucking bucks for a window. Sometimes you lose two bucks on an entire fucking work day. You know? Like, what the fuck else is going to happen? I don't fucking know. But it's exciting shit. (sighs) What a great fucking start to the week, y'all. I feel good. I feel excited. I don't really understand what it is. I don't know how to express what it is I'm feeling right now about all of this. I don't know how I feel right now. It's my alexithemia playing out. Which, if you don't know, it's the inability to, like, name and identify your own emotions. 
I realized this several years ago. The only emotion I could identify was anger. And it's been a slow progress process from there out. You know, it was angry for a long time, and then it was, oh, I feel melancholy sometimes, and that's better than anger. And then it was, I feel even keel, and I don't just even keel. I don't know how it's to describe it. Like, have I felt joy? I think I've felt joy, maybe. I, I guess would probably remember the moment if I did, so maybe I haven't felt joy in a long fucking time. Am I happy? I don't think... I came to terms with this a while ago. Happiness isn't necessarily something... It's not some random emotion that comes in and out, although it is, but it's more of a way you choose to live life. You can choose to live life happy, or you can choose to live life upset. Because I think even when you're sad, you can be happy. I guess I shouldn't put any rules on any other emotions, but... I guess you can be angry and happy too. And maybe that's what I'm feeling. Maybe I'm a little bit angry. Maybe I'm a little angry at how I handled that situation at work. And I'm a little angry at the realization that my energy is shifting and I have in a sense, have to keep my friend at a certain arm's length. Hmm. That's not something I want to hear, you know? (sighs) But when it comes down to it, it's the truth of the matter. Crazy shit, man. (sighs) That's some exciting shit. And I'm really excited to get this week going. I was supposed to go to bed an hour ago, but I decided to do this. And I'm really happy I did. I felt the anxiousness. I felt the angst. And I thought about just going to bed because I told myself to go to bed by midnight. But... (sighs) I'm glad I expressed this. Ladies and gentlemen, that was segment one. What day is it? It's fucking hump day. Now. And technically my work week is starting. Hope you appreciate this active expression. Hey, we're back. How do you like that? I um, put my fancy pants on and add a little bit of a musical ambiance to it. It's hmm. pretty exciting shit, not gonna lie. I've been wanting to do that for a while. It was just lacking. That's all. So about that last segment, full disclosure, I was high. So I haven't smoked weed in two months, right? And I got the hankering. One, I knew I would be picking up soon anyway because a friend's coming to see me and we're going to a bunch of shows and we're going to have fun we're going out on the town so it's just part of the recipe I and it's really interesting to me because so I took the tiniest of hits and I felt really good I wasn't too high Um, you could tell I was high because I 
couldn't think of words. Just the spaciness of it. But <sighs> there was this sense that I had to do something. I So I smoked a little bit of weed. I watched a show. And I was about to go to bed. But I felt this anxiety. I felt this angst in my body. And something, just something in me knew I needed to talk something out. And I had noticed that these thoughts, those, the two situations that I talked about kept popping in my head. And I found it really interesting that smoking the weed kind of brought those feelings to the surface which goes into my whole thought process around marijuana and baseline at its core it's a spiritual plant i i believe that marijuana has evolved alongside human beings there's cannabinoid receptors in our bodies there's there's very there's very interesting symbiotic situations when it comes to the marijuana plant and the human physical body. Also, there's the realization that indigenous cultures around the world use marijuana as a ceremonial plant. There's a spiritual essence to it. There's a spiritual component to it. And I've always found that to be really interesting, which is a big part of why I wanted to go sober. There's, for me, at this point in my life, I'm so focused on being better than I was the day before, figuring out my blocks, you know, working through the shit that I was programmed to think and feel as a kid that no longer served me and realizing that I was just using smoking as a crutch to not feel it was the same thing as alcohol and whether it started off that way or not the truth is is that that's where it came to right which is okay you know it's not like I'm not I'm not saying if you drink every night, you're a bad person. I'm not saying if you smoke all the time, you're, you need to figure your shit out. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying for me, this is what it was. And for a long time, I think it was great. I think I needed it. I needed to smoke every day. There's a period of time where, in a sense, I needed to drink. Is it healthy? Was it, is it healthy for me? No. Clearly not. But... Everybody goes through their shit in a different way. Everybody handles their shit in a different way. And I'm just at the point now where I've known these things for a while. I've read the books. I've read the articles. I know and believe that marijuana has a spiritual component and it can be used to elevate you, so to speak. And that's the funny thing that I noticed. I noticed that... I smoked just a little bit, and then it it was this... It, I don't even know how to explain it. I don't know how it works. All I know is that... And maybe this resonates with you. I mean, there, used, there was a period of time... And I, if you're a smoker, you understand this. But sometimes, maybe for a period of time, maybe only in certain situations... But this is a reason why a lot of people try smoking and then say they don't like it. But you smoke and then you get filled with anxiety. And you start thinking about things in a complex awareness sort of way. Like, oh, what are they thinking? Or like, you just kind of start these anxiety-filled thoughts start to come through. And you start to kind of go in in internalize into yourself and 
it's not an enjoyable feeling. And I went through that for sure, but that's when I just decided to stay home and smoke. And I basically smoked straight through that whole period of anxiety-filled whatever. But in doing that, I didn't actually pay attention to what the anxiety-filled moments were trying to tell me. I just smoked more to ignore it type of thing, or a drink and smoke to ignore it. And that's, that's, that's the big lesson that I have been learning and working with in this moment. And that's to pay attention to how I feel and feel it and work with it. It's okay to feel the anxiety. And I felt it. And then I sat down to work with it. And lo and fucking behold, I realized that my compassion, I wasn't holding enough compassion for myself for the things that I had gone through the week prior. And because of that, I wasn't holding enough compassion for the lady who I was being a bitch to. And in that moment, we were both meeting each other kind of on the same frequency and we were both just, in a sense, being little bitches to each other not being understanding of the other situation and i take full responsibility for this this is this and this is the fulcrum of why i do this it's so i can realize those moments and then use that to be better and work through it so yeah that's the interesting thing that i found about smoking marijuana i just started smoking again recently after two months and there's i already know and i'm i've already realized that there's just like with alcohol only because it hasn't been around and i haven't had it on me now that it's on me just like alcohol there's a conscious effort to make sure it doesn't turn into a habit or at least a habit like it was before I don't mind smoking I love smoking I'd rather smoke than drink but what I don't want to happen is it for it to turn into a daily occurrence and I'm only doing it because it's the end of the day and that's just what I do at the end of the day I would rather use it for the power that it has and maybe only do it every once in a while and enjoy it for what it is. Sometimes I'll smoke and I'll just feel happy and free and jovial and talkative as fuck. Sometimes I may smoke and I'll feel anxiety and feel that I need to work through something. I think there's something in, it comes down to regulate or moderating it. You know, everything in moderation. There's a few things I learned as a child or at least the the I don't know what's the word for it but the little the little sayings that you're told as a child you know everything in moderation you know yeah like there's certain things that are true and that's one of the things that I sort of realized a long time ago and clearly it's taken a minute to incorporate into this idea of smoking and drinking also at the same time this week i've really been noticing or paying attention to the just my personal energy and i guess this is what i'm i'm always paying attention to this but there's this idea and i know what it is i'm so super laser focused on making money that the ideas that come to me for making money and what I am trying to do, I can easily overdo. I basically have it set up that I'm working six days a week. On top of that, I have it set up to where I basically am working from 10 to almost 10 or midnight every single night. That's insane. But a part of me says, 
that's okay. Fucking do it. Fucking go for it. But then there's this other part of me that knows I need to moderate that. I don't, if I, because I can very easily do too much. And what I, what, what's happening at the same time and what I kind of noticed this week, because after I had that moment on the last segment where I realized the shit, it was an actual energetic shift. I worked through something. There's a mental landscape that shifted. I rewired my brain. I'm now aware of this whole idea and I can pay attention to it. And I expended some internal energy working through it. And I was tired as fuck the next day, which for me makes, I doubt that. I don't want to accept that because on a physical sense, I haven't done anything. I sat on my ass. I haven't done anything. I need to go out and work. I should be out on the road driving at 10 o'clock in the morning. I need to do this. This is what I need to do. But at the same time, do I? Is it better to pay attention to the fact that I just worked through some gnarly shit and construct of my energetic body so to speak and this I, I I wish I knew how to explain it. I wish I understood it fully but this is just how I feel I feel like working through something like that definitely creates some sort of surge of energy or restructuring to where you I have to let my energy rebuild and I've been fo- paying attention to that ever since I think this was a couple days ago. It's Friday. Is it Friday? Is it Thursday? It's Friday. Today's Friday, everybody. Hello. So, yeah, it's been really interesting. And I, every day I tell myself, I'll go out driving tomorrow. But then I focus on how I'm feeling and what's been going on. And there's... There's so many nuances to what's happening, what I'm doing, that I I guess I have a hard time explaining it simply because my head goes in seven different ways when I start thinking about it or talking about it. But I just wanted to put that out there. I wanted to I wanted to I wanted to say it like it was. I worked through some shit because I got high. Interesting. Yeah. So there's that. I feel like there was something else I wanted to say. I think I said it. It's this whole resting, this whole idea of... You know what? I also started reading... Years ago, I'm, I always say it wrong. I always say it wrong. Let me pull it up and see. The Kabbalion. Yes, Hermetic Teachings, the Kabbalion. I started reading this, so the Kabbalion, Hermetic Teachings, I believe are principles explained by hermetic Hermes Trimagistus provides a master key for students to unlock the fundamental and basic teachings of esoteric philosophy sounds fucking crazy it is but it's awesome and it it's one of those things that you either believe it or you don't it's almost like a religion except it's not a religion it's just a philosophical teaching based on yeah esoteric nuances it's all energy based but one of the things that came back to me the other night was the seven laws the seven natural laws of the universe am i saying that right let me see here the natural laws of the universe pops up and it shows me 
The fundamentals are called the seven natural laws through which everyone and everything is governed. They are the laws of attraction, polarity, rhythm, relativity, cause and effect, gender, gestation, and perpetual transmutation of energy. It's loaded. There's a lot there. But as I was reading it, the different laws started making sense relative to what I'm going through. And it gives an easy way, it gives a simple way to explain what I'm going through and what I'm working through. And I really wanted to kind of get into it more. And maybe over the next few days, I will. Maybe I'll just kind of dig into it, maybe pick one or two. Uh, but I saw it on, this keeps happening a lot, where I'm, I have, in within the past few days, I have followed a lot of different Instagram profiles that have to do with money and motivation. And on one of the posts, I saw something about one of the laws of nature and gestation. And so I looked it up, and then I found this, and it reminded me of the Kabbalion book that I had started reading years ago. And I don't even know where that is. I think it was digital format on an old phone, so it's probably lost forever. But it was strikingly interesting, and it gave me life as far as having insight into what I'm going through. I also, this is right next to me, these papers, I found a hodgepodge book, I would say, or curriculum. I took a, what was it called? A spiritual health class back in 2000, I want to say 12 or 13, maybe 14. I, oh, Stanford University. This was not in 2011. I think she copied this. But my teacher put together this little booklet, and it's called Wiring Happiness into Your Brain. There's this scientific, I don't know if it's called a phenomena, if that's correct or not, but it's called neuroplasticity. The idea is that we can literally rewire our brain and you do this by focusing on changing your thoughts which is exactly what I'm doing and this just kind of gets into the science of it and I also wanted to go through this so you know what I think I have some homework to do everybody as your mind changes your brain changes so as you change your mind you can change the way your brain works and operates. And this is where I think of this situation with the lady on Monday who I was being a bitch to. What flows through the mind sculpts your brain. Immaterial experience leaves material traces behind. Increased blood nutrient flow to active regions. Altered epigenetics gene expression. Neurons that fire together, wire together. So it's just like the more you use it, the more strength it develops. And from that sense, now that I've recognized, I would like to hold more compassion in moments where I feel this sort of intensity. And it feels like somebody may be coming at me even though I know they're not coming at me hold more compassion in those moments and being able to express my thoughts and feelings in a coherent manner while still maintaining that compassion is what I want to do so knowing that boom that's the first step I'm aware of it and two when the situation comes up again I will be able to consciously remember that I know that this moment's going to pop pop up for me and then I can use it and whether I get through it eloquently in the way that I want or not the fact remains 
is I'll have another situation to add to the quiver to build upon and make myself better in regards to changing the way that my brain thinks and in succession the way I act in those situations. So clearly I have some homework to do I was supposed to have my friend over today. We've been trying to get together to do this podcast and have a conversation. And I'm very, very much into not forcing it. I don't want there to be any kind of time constraint. I really, really, really want our conversation to feel organic and natural. (sighs) And I I get the sense that the unseen nuances that are meandering around and through having this conversation are slowly evening itself out and we're going to find a moment that is perfect and today was not it and that's okay. I would much rather be patient and wait for that moment to come so modify change of plans we'll figure it out so that was that I appreciate y'all letting me know that I have a bunch of homework to do and this should be interesting I'm, I'm really looking forward to it the seven laws of nature and neuroplasticity and how that relates to the shiza that I'm dealing with. It's also eclipse season. So you've got one week now till the first eclipse, the lunar eclipse. And my energy forecasts have been basically started off the two week period beforehand. So last week with, it's all about cleansing and clearing. So I physically deep cleaned my apartment and I know that energetically I've been kind of clearing out the ideas, thoughts, feelings that don't serve me. And I've got one more week and I'm really looking forward to the culmination of that eclipse because then once that hits, we're in between the two eclipses first one's solar next or first one's lunar next one's solar i believe it happens two weeks after that and uh yeah it's it's been fun to work with and i'm also thinking ahead to new year's and the goals that i want to set for the new year and creating some intentions and yeah i'm just getting wild with it so there was something else that popped in my head and now I've lost it. Oh, so interesting thought. And I don't know how you feel about this. This is something that I've noticed lately and it usually applies to, I make a podcast, I post it and then I feel this embarrassment. I feel like it's, oh, I, I, want to say it's a vulnerability but what I realized and kind of came to the conclusion of is that those moments where I do feel embarrassed I feel that it's a moment where I have expanded my awareness and changed up the energy into the new way of being that I have been working towards if that makes sense so it's an initial it's an initial recognition of newness and in that space there's an uncomfortability let's just call it an embarrassing sense I think it's more of I think it's simply a vulnerability I feel vulnerable because I put myself out there and I've said my shit like I I, I'm no longer hiding behind something and that that's the kicker for me and that's what elevates me so there's that that was fun and till next time cue the fucking music 
Okay, so before this gets too out of hand and rather lengthy, I'm going to end it here. I'm going to do my homework. Neuroplasticity, the seven laws of nature. I think I'm going to have fun talking about that next time. So I think there's a lot I can learn from really digging into it. And I feel like it will help me through the process of dealing with the energetics of what I'm going through. So, ta-da. Let's call that El Fine for this episode. Ladies and gentlemen, this was two cats in a goddamn swivel chair. I'm Durs, your host. That was another active expression. Till next time. Yeah, bye. Bye. Bye.